0: slash google teacher pod you can search the archive and check out the show notes for each and every episode of the google teacher podcast thank you for your continued support and may the googles be with you welcome to the google teacher tribe podcast your source for the latest news on Google for education, tips, tricks, and teaching ideas you can use in class tomorrow. And here are your hosts, Matt Miller from ditchthattextbook.com and Casey Bell from shakeuplearning.com.
1: Hey, folks. Did you know that our little podcast relationship has officially reached 20 episodes? We are on episode 20 now, and my goodness, we have come an awful long way in this podcast. We covered a lot of ground, and it's been fun meeting everybody in the tribe. At least that's, that's what I think. What do you think, Casey?
2: I think so. I think uh, 20 episodes, I think 20 meetings makes us BFFs. Yes, have yes. I've decided. <laughs> right? Are we not not here? not with just each other, but I mean with the tribe itself? Right. So it's yes. just been it's been a a super fun ride, uh, exploring and learning. And I think one of the things that has excited me the most is how much people are sharing and yes. the ideas, and it's just. It, it's it's amazing to me that we can post an episode on a monday and tuesday someone's using that idea in their classroom and that's exactly what i i love to hear that i mean that just that just makes my heart swell that's that's why we do what we do and you know this the same side is that not only do we get to share but we get to learn and we get to learn from Mm -hmm. you guys the tribe you are our tribe and you are why we do the things we do and you have shared some fabulous ideas so i think today's episode is somewhat of a love letter to the google teacher tribe
1: yeah yeah love (laughs) letter i like that that's true Yeah. yeah so what is in this episode casey what are we doing
2: So besides showing our love for the tribe and some fabulous ideas from various things that people have shared on Twitter and emails and things like that, of course, we do have a few Google News and updates and and one in particular that I think a lot of people are going to love and uh, a few things from from the blogs and some of the things that you and I are working on this summer.
1: Yes, that's right. All right. Ready to dig into this? Let's go. Well Google's been up to some changes like they often do and we've got a couple of really cool quick ones that we want to share and then we're going to save the best for last. And so the first one I wanted to tell you about has to do with Google Sheets. Now, the nice thing about Google is they're getting better and better with incorporating machine learning. You know, where they basically use the all of the data that they've got to figure out what we're doing to make our lives, our digital lives a little bit easier. And so I know whenever I've created sheets in the past and I've needed to make charts, um, it hasn't always been the easiest thing to do, but now we've got the ability to have sheets help us make charts. And so you can go down and click the little explore button and it will it'll basically help you help you create your your charts so you don't have to do it all all by yourself. Um, so that's nice. And then there are even some other new sheets updates that have come out. Like now you can change the default shortcuts in your browser, um, to the, the same spreadsheet shortcuts that you're already used to. Um, you can adjust the margins whenever you print. That's kind of like a, that's kind of like a big thing for some people, isn't it, Casey?
2: That's absolutely. That's a big question that I get. People have trouble when they're printing from Google Sheets.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you've even got some more spreadsheet functions. They say that there's now more than 400 functions you can use in spreadsheets. And I know for some people that's a big hesitation of switching away from like Microsoft Excel to come over to Sheets, but it seems like, you know, Sheets continues to get better and better. So, so that's a big change in Sheets. And I wanted to tell you real quick about a change in Sites, Google Sites, because when we got the new Google Sites Uh, It simplified the way that we design our sites. But I know some people kept saying, oh, man, the old Google Sites has some features that I really love that I'm going to miss. And Google keeps promising us that they're going to migrate new ones over, and they've just done another one. And it has to do with the way that you publish in Google Sites. So now you can publish a site and make it available to anyone on the web or you can make it just available to people on your domain um so you've got a lot more flexibility in who can see your your Google site so so Casey these seem like these are two really good feature changes to two big Google products
2: they are. I think these are, are features that are going to help teachers and students. And, and so if you have time this summer, go in and check out the updates to Sheets and to Sites and then say that really fast three times. <laughs> and, <the sites. laughs> you've been doing good with with that, Matt. So yeah. lots of updates to those things. But there is also a really important announcement today. Um, and, and this depends on when you're listening to this episode, of course, but Next week, at the time where we are recording it, but the day that this episode is released actually begins Google for Education PD week and so they have put together an entire week of professional learning for educators and you can go to the link in our show notes googleteachertribe.com slash 20 and it will take you to the resource page on the Google for Education site and they have a nice banner going across the top and they want you to follow the Twitter account at Google for EDU to join in the discussion discussion. So various events that are going on. uh, And by the way, Matt, they did add a quick link to sign up for the newsletter. I wonder if anybody heard our complaint about that. Mm. So you can see that right now at the top. Yay. So now it's easier if you didn't sign up for that newsletter. You need to. So some of the events starting on um, Tuesday, June the 6th, is a Twitter chat. And it's all about tips and tricks for the certification exam. And it is hosted by the fabulous. EdTech team. So, we've got a uh, Twitter chat kicking things off and then we have several YouTube live streams about increasing classroom efficiency, uh giving good professional development over YouTube live, learning how to do that, gamifying mm-hmm. PD, expanding the walls of your classroom, and and some other ideas here too. But what I love too, if you keep scrolling down, they are giving 50% off of the certification exams. So for level one and level two, you can get 50% off level one, which I believe is still a $10 test, so you can pay $5 for it, or 75% off the level two test, which is a $25 test. So the codes are on that page. You got to go there to get it. They've also have a nice calendar on here of the various Googly events, the official um, sort of Google partner events that are going on, and some news. So they've really added a lot to this page to not only promote PD week, but to give you some additional resources and encourage you to join those Google educator groups. That that I find myself talking about quite a bit, the GEGs. So uh, check that out. Check out all of the resources. Participate in a Twitter chat or one of these live streams during the uh, week of June 6th. And yeah. that, that's when things will kick off. So I hope everybody is as excited about this as I am. I hope to squeeze in a few of these in between some of the traveling and things that I have going on next week. And I hope to see you there.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this too. And isn't it nice that Google for Education realizes that this is the time that teachers have that, you know, in the summer, this is, this is where we've got a little bit of extra margin in our calendar and we can get in and start learning some of these things. And that's, that's one of the things I love about just the education community in general is that. You know, we've got this time. Everybody seems to think teachers have all of this, you know, free time in the summer, and we're just going to kick back by the pool and you know drink fruity drinks and work on our tans. But
2: right, really,
1: the the truth is is that so many of us are using that to hone our skills and do the things that we couldn't do in the summer. And so I think this is very timely, and it's wonderful that so much of it is free. So definitely go check that out, and any of the other updates. On our show notes page at GoogleTeacherTribe dot com slash twenty. The Google Teacher Tribe podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network: podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. For more great education podcasts, go to edupodcastnetwork.com. dot com.
2: Hey, Tribe. Thank you so much for being a part and not only a listener, but participating online, sharing resources, sharing questions, sharing ideas. We are all better together. And that's exactly what the focus of today's episode is. The Tribe has spoken and your ideas are the best ideas. And so we want to highlight all of you in today's episode. So to kick things off, I wanted to share this fabulous idea from Heather. Sanders, and she tweeted out about Doc Story Builder after last week's episode, episode 19, that was "Tell Me a Story" using G Suite. And so we talked about using Doc Story Builder and the various ways that you can tell a story. And we had like a science example. We had lots of other examples. Well, she mentioned the power of using music in Doc Story Builder, and how much music can affect the tone of your writing. And it's a great way to illustrate that to students and how, you know, the background music can, can completely change the tone and, and mood of, of whatever that you're, you're working on. So I, I thought that was a great little tidbit to share in terms of thinking about writing with G Suite and specifically using Doc Story Builder or any other video creation tool where you can add music.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's an awesome one. And I know that Doc Story Builder does have a handful and a pretty good variety of, um, of music that you can choose from. And it's the other thing I love about it is that it's so easy that, you know, younger students can even create these by just setting up the characters in the video and then, you know, saying what it is that they're going to type, and then picking music, and that's basically it. And so, yeah, I think I think that's an an awesome, awesome idea. So, uh, Heather, thank you so much for contributing that. Another one that we found recently comes from Sean Reed, and he was listening in the episode where I. Somehow stumbled upon the, this shortcut that you can use to open up bookmarks in Chrome. And so he had heard that and he's like, hey, wait a second, we can do that in Chromebooks too. And he said a three finger tap does the job. So if you want to open up like all of the, all of the tabs or excuse me, all of the bookmarks um, that you have in a folder in on a Chromebook. Then you use a three finger tap, and he says that will that will do the job, which is cool because see that's one of the things I totally love about the Chromebooks is that they have all of these really great gestures that you can do with your fingers, um, you know, like using a three finger swipe to the left and to the right uh switches you between your tabs and you can use a three finger swipe going up and down to look at all of the things that you have open in your Chromebook. So those are some of the little Chromebook ninja tricks that I think people don't realize. And Sean just taught me another one. So I love that.
2: Yeah, thanks, Sean, for sharing that. Sean shares a lot and is a big part of our tribe. So thank you for doing that and sharing all of your fabulous tips. Now, I have a really interesting one to share from Andrea. And I, I apologize because, Andrea, I don't know how to say your last name. Uh, I'm guessing Thermus Thermes. I don't know, Matt, that you know how to say it. I don't know.
1: I was going <laughs> to guess Thermes. I was going to. Yeah, yeah, that's my best Yeah, yeah Andrea,
2: know. so I apologize. I do not know how to pronounce your last name. T H U R M E S. So, so you can uh, you can chime in and tell me and correct me. But <laughs> we greatly appreciate you also sharing this fabulous tip. So. We have linked link to all of these resources, by the way, in the show notes, googleteachertribe.com slash 20. And so this is a tweet from Andrea, and she gave us a snapshot of using Google Drawings to create an infographic style syllabus for the classroom. Ooh. And I was just blown away. I was like, I love it. That's adorable. And in such a great way to, I mean, come on, a syllabus, can't that be done in a different way? Like, Those are usually the most boring documents ever. So thank you for shaking things up, Andrea, and sharing that idea. I think a lot of people will love it.
1: Yeah, I do too. This reminds me several years ago when I did something similar and I used the paper app on the iPad and I sketched my syllabus and I thought – you know, if it's this like two or three page document that you give kids at the beginning of the year and then it ends up in the bottom of their locker, what good is that? But if I thought maybe if I put this sketched uh, syllabus at the, on my, my class website, they might look at it. And it's kind of the same idea, only this is just using Google Drawings instead. And, you know, it's <laughs> I've got to say this one that, that she suggested is a lot neater and cleaner and probably gets the ideas across a little bit better than mine did. So totally love that. Andrea, that was a, that was a really good suggestion. Now, being at the end of the school year for so many people, uh, we came across a great blog post by the fabulous Eric Kurtz, who writes at the Control-Alt-Achieve website at controlaltachieve.com. And he offered six end-of-the-year Google Classroom cleanup tips. So if you want to make sure that everything is all set to go, you know we we like to clean up and straighten and organize our classrooms, our physical classrooms at the end of the year. So if you're wanting to do that, Eric has some suggestions, and he digs into all of the details in his blog post, which is available at the show notes. Um, So some of the things that he suggests is to return all student work. If you have any outstanding student work, just get that all returned back to the students. He says to unenroll students from old classes is another thing that you can do at the end of the year. To archive your old classes so that whenever the new school year begins, you've got a fresh, clean slate of classes. He also suggests to remove old class calendars because it does create a new calendar whenever you create a new uh, Google Classroom to move old class folders from uh, in drive and then he also says to remove your old class files from the shared with me in drive. And so those are some of the things that Eric suggests if you want to dig into the details, uh you can go check out his blog post because he has some screenshots and kind of like a step by step of how to do a lot of those things. So good detailed blog post. We appreciate Eric for that.
2: Yeah, Eric, thank you. And Eric shares a lot with the Google Teacher Tribe hashtag, which if you're not following that, it is GT Tribe. And thank you, Eric, for for posting to the hashtag. And this is an epic post. Let me just say that. Um, And most of what what Eric contributes is pretty epic. So follow Eric. And thank you for that post, because that is a a question I know I get a lot is about this, this not only the end of the year procedures, but specifically, okay, what do we do with all this stuff in Google Classroom now to clean it up for the end of the year? So yes, shout out to Eric. And thank you so much for contributing. Okay. So we have one more tweet to share here. And this is about using Google Slides. So this, this particular tweet came from Pam Hubler. And Pam is another very active member of our Google teacher tribe. And she gave us a quick picture of her screen. And, and so the tweet actually says, using what I learned coming to work linking to slides thanks google teacher tribe and again that just makes my heart happy to see that you know we can learn something listening to the podcast on the way to work and come in and apply it immediately. And so what she did was she took the idea of the internal linking in Google Slides, where you can, you can link not to an outside source, but to a different slide in your slide deck. And she has a list of station rotations on her slide deck. So we can use this to create a menu, whether that's station rotations or other types of menu items and have the directions and everything else put into those slides. So fabulous idea and application. Thank you, Pam, for sharing and for being an active member of the Google Teacher Tribe.
1: Yes, yes, this was this was great, and I, I always feel like this is one of those lesser known things that once you get a hold of it, there's a lot you can do in slides. As if you're able to link to the slides within the slide presentation. And Pam, this was great using it for rotation stations is is awesome. And then I've got one more thing, real quick, to share with you. This came in through email from Robin Limpert. Uh, she's a third grade teacher in Ohio, and this is, this is just a cool story. So here's what she writes. She says, I have a third grade student that took what I taught her about using G Suite, specifically from your episode nine about Google Forms, and she applied it to an entrepreneurial venture. We have like young entrepreneurs that are learning new things through the Google teacher tribe. And she created a Google Form titled Eliana's Summer Pet Sitting and Mail Collection Service. And then she had her mother post it to her friends to collect potential customers' information in a Google Sheet. We've got a third grader who is creating and collecting business leads thanks to G Suite. And as you can imagine, I, Robin writes, I was beaming with pride and thought you would like to hear about this real-life application being made at such a young age. This is proof that if we spend time to train our kids to use these creative digital tools, they will do remarkable things. And then Robin wasn't done Because she's also been working to organize a Chrome squad, very much like the the one that we described in in a recent episode, having students teaching others about, about G suite. And so she said, I spent the school year teaching and developing a curriculum for an elementary version of a Chrome squad for our building. Yay. I know, right? Uh, you yeah. are doing a happy dance. Yes. Yes. I love it. She says, my goal was to develop a resource to train kids, to use G suite using basic language that kids can understand. What a concept. And she says, I have a kids teaching kids type of program, which has now evolved into my kids actually teaching our busy teachers to use Google tools as well. They started with 10 kids. Now they're up to over 30. Isn't this the best story?
2: I love it. I love it. And shout out to uh, the OG Chrome Squad that we had on the episode from Roy City, Texas. And it's just, it's so great to see these ideas spreading and to see that it can be done even in the younger grades. I think that's such a powerful way to empower our students.
1: Yes. Yes. Totally agree. So thank you, Robin, for that. And if you want to check back in or learn more about any of these things that we've shared they are of course on our show notes at googleteachertribe.com slash 20 So I have found a fabulous blog post that I really want to share with all of you today. And this comes from Carly Mora, who we had on one of the very first episodes of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. And Carly has recently become an ambassador to Flipgrid. And if you're not familiar with Flipgrid, it is this really cool digital tool that you can use where – Teachers pose a question or a discussion prompt. And then students answer with little video clips that they can all see from each other. And it's this really neat tool. The reason I include it in the Google Teacher Tribe is because Flipgrid integrates very well with Google Classroom and with some other Google tools. And so Carly wrote a post on her own blog, which is at carlymora.blogspot.com. And, of course, we have a link for you. Um, And it's called Catch the Flipgrid Fever. And if you're on Twitter, you may have seen the hashtag Flipgrid Fever. And she says 15 plus ways to use Flipgrid in your class. And she has all of these really good ideas for integrating this tool. Um, It's such a good post that I actually just recently reposted it on uh, my blog, on the Ditch That Textbook blog. And so if you're looking for something new to try and a neat way to get kids interacting with each other in a different way, Flipgrid is a really, really good tool to do it. And I believe in it so much that I just recently became a Flipgrid ambassador myself. So, um, so anyway, this, is, this has got just a ton of, of really cool ideas that you can use in your own classroom.
2: Love it. And that post went viral when she posted it the first time. It was just yeah. such uh, great ideas inside that. And thank you, Carly, for always sharing and, of course, being one of the first members of the Google Teacher Tribe. Now, I have something interesting to share with you, something that may seem a little simplistic right now, especially since if you're listening to this, you're probably already a Google fan and a Google user. But I have a list of the top 10 reasons to go Google. And this is actually is more than just the reasons to go google there are actually some resources and things in here but i get asked a lot by school districts to come out and present and convince them to go google and you know sometimes teachers come to me and they're like no, we don't have Google, they went another way. And I won't say which way they went. But um, I, I, oftentimes, I say, give me five minutes, get me in there, get me in the door. I, I I can I can tell you why you need to do this. And so I sort of put together in this top 10 list. And it is a little bit funny. But when you think about it, there are a lot of changes that have happened to us, because we have gone Google and gone paperless in, in so many different ways. So I'm going to read these very quickly just because I want you to understand what this is about. Number 10 is the dog can't eat their homework. You know, it, it's no longer an excuse, right? I know in middle school it was, hey, it's it's in my locker somewhere. It's in the bottom of my back. You know, how many kids did I help clean out their lockers and backpacks looking for assignments? And we don't have to do that anymore. Um, number nine, the copier was broken, but you didn't notice, right? That was always a pain <laughs> point, waiting for the copier. But hey, you don't have to make copies anymore. Your class traveled the globe without fundraising or permission slips, right? We can use Google Expeditions. We can use Google Earth. We can do so many fabulous things, and it doesn't cost us a dime. Number seven, you forgot why you needed a thumb drive, whether you call it a thumb drive, jump drive, external hard drive. I don't walk around with those anymore. I know some people still do, but I don't need it. And so I'm very happy that I don't have to do that. Number six, you no longer have red ink stains on your hands. Matt, was this just me or did you go home with the red all over the sides of your hands? Oh, yes, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a that's a definite benefit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Number five, you no longer take stacks of papers home to grade. I had a a special bag just for the papers that went back and forth. Uh, Number four, your students forgot what a worksheet looks like amen please Woo-hoo. i hope they forget what a worksheet looks like number three anytime anywhere learning and number two is collaboration and number one because it's time to shake up learning and that's really what this whole thing was about was just to really sorry i don't know if you can hear the thunder, the thunder <laughs> can roll you roll. hear the thunder yeah it, it, yes we can yeah. It's appropriate. The thunder's rolling in Texas right now. So anyway, yep. um, top 10 reasons there is a free poster, um, that you can download. And I actually got an email this week that was pretty interesting from the Netherlands and they're going to translate this poster and post it in the, for their teachers in there. So it's going to be in Dutch. Uh, so Whoa. yeah, I'm like, that's pretty cool. So anyway, um, you can also get it on a t-shirt if you like it and you're a, a Googly person and you want to support the reasons to go Google. So. Anyway, I I just wanted to share that with you, and I know it went a little longer than I usually do about talking about blog posts, but um, I think we all kind of experience, whether that's because you understand it or because you're trying to convince someone to go Google. So I also have a special announcement coming in June. The uh, Google Certified Educator Academy Level 1 will be opening for enrollment. So um, if you are looking for for some handholding and some assistance to help you start the Google certification process. I have um, some special resources, free videos, all that are coming in the next few weeks. Um, and you can go to Google certified com to learn more about that. Now, Matt, uh, I think we have some, some other things that are coming up this summer too, that we wanted to share, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. So one of them is that, um, Alice Keeler, who is another one that we mention on this podcast a lot, uh, who does a lot of stuff with Google, she and I are writing a book. Actually, we're in the final edits of it as we speak uh, called Ditch That Homework, where we talk. It's not a homework bashing book, but it's giving teachers practical strategies they can use to reduce their reliance on homework. And so um, that is is, we're, we're shooting for that to come out sometime in June. Um, if we can get all of our loose ends tied up, can I now, get a
2: signed copy? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so that, that's hopefully going to be coming out in June. And if that's something you're interested in, you can sign up for the email newsletter that come, well, the email updates, I think we should call it, um, You can go to uh, DitchThatHomework.com to get in on that, and then we'll send you emails as it progresses through publication, and then you can be one of the first ones to order it. So that is one cool thing that is coming up this summer.
2: Yay. I can't wait to get my hands on that book, Matt. I, mm-hmm. I am sure there are some fabulous ideas that we will be discussing in Season 2 yes, of the yes. Google Teacher Tribe podcast. So, in case you didn't know, um, this is the last episode of Season 1. We are we are going on hiatus for the summer, and I say that word very loosely because Matt and I will be traveling right. around and presenting and hopefully meeting some of you in person. I, um, I also wanted to mention that uh, since we were talking about Alice, that Alice and I are putting on a Google Classroom conference, the Don't Mess with Google Classroom conference in Texas in the Dallas area in October. So October 21st, mark your calendars, come visit Texas. That's the same weekend as the Texas State Fair FYI, you can make a whole weekend out of it and have some fun in Texas. So if you want to present, you can also get free registration if your proposal is selected. So uh, go check out the link in our Google Teacher Tribe show notes, googleteachertribe.com slash 20.
1: And if you're in the Indiana area next September, I'm also going to be putting on an event. It's going to be called, wait for it. Ditch That Conference. Good fit with Ditch That Textbook, right? And so this is going to be on September 8th in Marshall, Indiana, which is kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but it's at a gorgeous state park called Turkey Run State Park, not too far from where I live. And so if you're interested in going to that, you can go to ditchthatconference.com. And even if you're not in the Indiana area, there's going to be a virtual ticket option where you can get so many of the the great sessions that are going to be at that conference um, and then be able to watch those on demand whenever you want, as long as you want. Um, So check out those options and all of the details are at ditch that conferencecom
2: so before we say goodbye for the summer I just want to make sure one that I I say personally thank you for for listening and giving us a, a shot at this whole podcasting gig it's been really fun we are not going away permanently please don't don't unsubscribe or anything we are coming back in the fall uh, when school comes back we will be back and what we want to know though is what do you want to see or, or, or hear in season two what what kind of ideas are you looking for how can we be of a assistance and the other thing is we want to stay connected so please continue to share your ideas on twitter using the gt tribe hashtag Uh, connect with us on facebook subscribe to our email list and we will make sure that you know as soon as a new episode is ready to go and you can listen
1: yeah. yeah, we're definitely looking forward to doing this again in the fall. And Casey and I are going to be gearing up with all sorts of cool ideas that come from all of you and from some of the things that we'll see this summer. So we are hashtag super excited to get back to this for season two. So until then, we will see you all next fall on the Google Teacher Tribe podcast.
2: Bye, y'all.
1: officially recording right now, hello, Chris Nessie. I know you're listening.
2: We've got a stalker.
1: I know that's right. we're used to it so <laughs> okay um all right, you ready to start our banter? let's ban let's all right. bant all right banting is that like planking?